1: Welcome everybody. Thank you for joining us for another QB Power Hour. Today's topic is year-end review and month-end cleanup. So thank you everybody for joining us. My name is Michelle Long. I am a CPA with an MBA in entrepreneurship, owner of Long for Success, um, author of five different books, actually co-author of two of those books with Andrew, who's going to introduce himself in just a moment. Um, but thank you all for joining us. Dan, my co-host of the QB Power Hours, is just starting on his trip. He is in Austria right now for a layover. Um, I'm not sure if he's able to listen in. I know he's on a hot spot right now in Austria. He's on his trip with his lovely wife to Israel. So thank you, Dan, um, for being a wonderful co-host, but he is not with us today. Instead, we have an amazing CPA who I am very fond of, my lovely son Andrew Long, who's newly married to that wonderful Carla there. You can see in that that beautiful picture. Um, Andrew, go ahead and introduce yourself.
0: Yeah. Hi everyone. Uh happy to be here. My mom hosting this. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, I'm a CPA. Um, I worked in kind of private accounting for a real estate development company for about four and a half years as a staff accountant and then a senior accountant. Um, And then I moved out to Boise, Idaho and started with Intuit uh, when they were first launching the QuickBooks Live bookkeeping service. So I was on the test team for that for a while until it launched. And now I'm a remote uh, senior expert bookkeeper I've been doing that for about three years now and I love the flexibility right now. I'm here at home at the, you know, at the lake. I'm looking out at the lake right now uh, for a few weeks, but yeah, I just got married in Ecuador and and we're going to be traveling South America soon. So excited about that.
1: Yes, (laughs) And I will say Andrew was voluntold um, that he is doing this today. Um, I, uh, I asked him if he would like to do it and he's like, no, mom, I don't want to do that. (laughs) So I did twist his arm and talked him into doing this. So yes, he is downstairs on the screened-in porch working outside and I'm upstairs in my office. Um, So I am very glad to have Andrew taking his lunch break to join us today. Some of you are saying you cannot see the the slides. Uh, I apologize for that. Thank you for bringing that up to me. I'll make sure I am sharing the right screen. I apologize for that. Instead, I I was sharing the Wrong screen. So you should be seeing the slides there. And yes, there's Andrew um, and his lovely bride, um, Carla. So yes, I am very proud of Andrew and glad to have him joining me today because he is an advanced certified pro advisor and he does know QuickBooks and works with various clients. So thank you for joining us today, Andrew. Um, so uh, on the, the QB Power Hour webinars, as you know, they're every other Tuesday at noon. Our next one is going to be What's New in QuickBooks Desktop 2023. Can you believe um, we're Already talking about the next um, QB Desktop coming up uh, on our next QB Power Hour, and then on September 27th we have Working with Spreadsheets. Um, we're going to be having um, a couple of great gentlemen. Um, I can't now Jonathan Bello and somebody else I can't remember the name off the top of my hand are going to be talking about Genius Spreadsheets and stuff coming up on September 27th. You can always check out the website QB Power Hour for those upcoming webinars. Um, so check those out. As always, whoops, I went ahead a little too early. All of the slides um, and upcoming and our resources are available at qbpowerhour.com resources, and you can see the upcoming web- webinars out there as well. Um, so check those out as well as any other upcoming webinars like Hector's Wonderful Webinars, the In the Know webinars. All of those are available out there on our website, so check those out as well. Some other housekeeping items. If you have questions, um, technical questions, or questions about the the QB Power Hour, or if you have any questions about um, what we're talking today, or questions about anything for Andrew, like if you're interested in the QB Live bookkeeping or anything like that, go ahead and put those in the Q and A where we can answer those directly. If you want to chat amongst yourself, go ahead and do those in the chat area. And then, as you know, the handouts are always in there, um, in those links in the webinar archives as well. And Andrew's gonna going to be monitoring the the Q&A in the chat and chiming in um, as we go along. Um, First of all, let's go ahead and launch our first poll question and make sure that I can remember how to do these. Oh, my God, where are the polls on my controls? Oh, there's my more button. It's back now. Um, Oh, my more is back, but I don't have everything out there. Oh, my God, where's the polls down here on my control panel?
0: Do you want me to hit launch? I think for some reason I've got the
1: yep, go ahead and launch the polls, please, Andrew. So poll number one, there you go. That is so weird. Cause when I'm attending with Dan, I and now I see the polls now that you've launched it. Now it's on my control panel. Weird things are going on today. So do you wait until year-end to do your cleanup for your clients? What we're talking about today is some, some year-end tools and cleanups and things. And a lot of this may be review for some of you. But there are a few things that I wanted to share with you that's kind of new and quirky and some updates that Intuit has, has made some changes. And I wanted to share some of that with you and some feedback that I want to send into Intuit. So, Andrew, did you go ahead and click launch on this?
0: Yes, and we've got 204 people. Answered already. Um, I don't know if you can see the results, but um.
1: you know what I'm wondering is, I am I still listed as a host out here? I don't think I am, Andrew. Am I showing up? Reclaim host. That's what it is. You are the host now. When I made you the host, I'm not the host anymore. Mm. I that's why <laughs> I'm I made, running the show now you are running the show I didn't just invite you I made you in charge well that's good you're smarter than I am so you can do that that's fine unless I want to reclaim the host I could do that as well
0: so we have 90 percent answer do you want me to end Perfect. it pretty soon here
1: Yeah, go ahead. I'll let you do that. That's why I lost those controls when I made you I should have made you a panelist instead of host. That's why I lost those controls. There we are. All right. So do you wait until year end to do cleanup? And that's great. A lot of you do it monthly um, and quarterly or periodically. That's awesome. That's what you should be doing is doing it throughout the year instead of waiting until year end. So that's great. That's what we like you to do. Um, Don't wait until just year end to do that stuff. So that's really awesome Um, because that way you're not doing all this at year end. And what I wanted to point out for you all out here is um to be doing this stuff throughout the year um we're gonna talk about a lot of these things just briefly and then i'm gonna go in and demo some of these things a few of these things we don't have time to demo all of this um for example um in module gosh i can't remember the number i think it's module eight of the advanced training so if you are a pro advisor and you go out there and um look at module i think eight it's called um Year end tasks, I believe it is, or periodic, um, I think it is called year end. In the advanced training, it's called year-in tasks or p- period-in cleanup, something like that. All of these are covered in depth. So it's like a two-hour training course or training module. These things are all covered in detail on cleaning up the list, reviewing reports, writing on, off invoices, reclassify, books review, fixing undeposited funds, 1099s, and prep for taxes. It's all covered in detail. You can download the supplemental guide, you can go over that training in the self-paced training or go over it in one of the webinars or one of the vcons so i'm going to cover this a lot of it just briefly and i'm going to demo a few things like the books review write-off invoices and reclassify pointing out a few things but especially like the books review because that's something you really can be using throughout the year for cleaning up client client books and everything but a lot of this i want you to go go get the supplemental guide from that advanced training and um, refer to that when you need um, to refer to these things. So the first thing you want to be doing on an ongoing basis is cleaning up those lists, making sure you don't have duplicates that in making things inactive, merging things, and you can run reports, for example, like run the customer list or the vendor list and sort it, let's say by um, zip code so that you can look for duplicate customers or vendors or things like that to help you clean up those lists and merge those things. If you are are doing a conversion from desktop to online don't forget to go to clean up those lists prior to the conversion you don't want to convert a bunch of old and inactive things to QBO because remember you can never truly delete them once you get them in QBO it just makes them inactive so so clean up those lists prior to getting them into QBO review those reports like your balance sheet make sure that if there's anything that that's on that balance sheet that doesn't belong that you're cleaning up those balances looking for negative things how many times have you looked for looked on the balance sheet and seen like a negative savings account or a negative credit card balance look through those balances and sometimes you'll see for example you'll you'll see sales tax payable and it just keeps growing and growing and growing because they're posting it to sales taxes expense Right? We don't want to see that on the balance sheet. You know, they're not doing it correctly right so you'll want to make sure that you you're looking at that balance sheet and those balances make sure that the undeposited funds is clearing and that it's zeroing out and we're going to talk about undeposited funds in just a minute look for things like fixed assets did they purchase any fixed assets during the year are they recording depreciation expense look in the loan accounts are they recording um, loan payments correctly a lot of times you'll see that they're recording the um, loan payments to car and truck expenses instead of to the loan payment account. So by looking at these reports, you can see a lot of mistakes that your clients are making. You know, make sure opening balance equity is zero. And again, these are things that, you know, as accounting professionals, we can look through this and find a lot of mistakes that our clients are making. Um, but this is where they'll also, you know, I came behind a CPA one time and Andrew, I don't know if you remember this, but you cleaned it up. Do you remember when you were younger, a lot younger, you weren't even done with college yet and you had to clean up undeposited funds because this one client had like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of undeposited funds. Do you remember that it was a desktop client? And you couldn't, you had to go through and select them in batches because there were so many, we couldn't clean them up all at once. And you had to sit there and just keep selecting a whole bunch. Do you remember that?
0: Yeah. And that's a pretty common problem. Um, (laughs) With online, it's easier because I work with a desktop client now. But, um, yeah, I don't miss desktop. But, yeah, tons of clients that come in don't know how to use undeposited funds. And there's always duplicate stuff out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He had to sit there for like an hour going through selecting all these undeposited funds because it kept crashing desktop you know, because we couldn't select them all at once to clean up undeposited funds because there were so many of them. But anyway, go through, review those reports, looking for errors and cleaning those things up. And we'll talk about cleaning up undeposited funds in just a minute. Now, write-off invoices. As you know, there's a tool in there and I'm going to go in and demo this for you in just a minute because there's been some changes to that tool. And I don't know if you've been in there and worked with it lately, but there's been some changes to it. There's a few things that I don't like what they changed about it and I went into it to fix it. You can't drill down on those invoices anymore. So I'm going to I'm gonna go in and demo that for you in just a minute, but there is a tool to help you with some limitations. So we're going to talk about the write-off invoices tool in just a few minutes. Again, this is covered in the training um, for you to look at in a few minutes, but you don't want to really use the tool in general. You want to instead go in and do those credit memos to write off those old invoices that are uncollectible with the credit memo you're able to control the date of the write-off and you can also adjust your sales tax payable because what the write-off invoices tool does is it creates a discount as the date of the original invoice so it, it will put a discount on the original invoice as of the date of the original invoice and yes Nancy's saying that in there so yes that is still the case Nancy and you don't want to use the tool you want to do a credit memo instead Um, so and I'll I'll go in and demo to you what the tool will do um, and also something that they've changed in there that I don't like so you do want to do a credit memo um, instead of using that tool okay so we'll go and look at that in a minute reclassified transactions tool Love it. I'm going to go and demo that in just a moment. So we'll talk more about that in just a moment. There are some limitations to that tool. Um, You cannot do um, product or service items. Um, Instead, you want to go in and um, uh, edit those in the um, product or service um, items list. You'll want to go in and make some changes in there. Um, So of course, you'll want to go into your product or services items list. Actually, I'm just going to go ahead and go in and start doing some demo now. So let me go ahead and pop into, I'll pop into that one later. Let's go into Craig's Design and Landscaping Services first. So what I'm going to go in and do is we're going to pop into the write-off invoices tool. So I am in the sample company, Craig's Design and Landscaping. I'm going to pop into that write-off invoices tool that we were talking about under Accountant Tools, and it's not going to find anything out here. So I'm going to say as of um, that's let's do as of today and let's do like under a thousand dollars. Let's see if I can find something and we've got a bunch of them out here. So what I'm gonna do is these that have an uneven number here, those should include sales taxes, all right? These down here that are an even dollar amount, like this one that's $80 and 375, and this one that's 70. So these three, I'm thinking that three of them, maybe this 51, a few of them, there's six total. So three or four of them may not have sales taxes involved. So I'm thinking that part of these are gonna be written off and part of them won't, because that's part of the change now. When I, well, here's one of the changes too. If I wanna drill down on this Freeman Sporting Goods and see if this has sales tax involved or not, if I double click on this invoice now, it won't drill down anymore. It used to drill down on that invoice so you could look at that invoice right here from this window. So that's one of the changes that Intuit has made to the write-off invoices tool that I personally don't like. I liked it when I could drill down on this. So what I would like you to do to help me is click on the gear up here and send feedback and tell Intuit, hey, you've changed this. And we don't like it. We want the ability to drill down from within this tool like we used to be able to. So I don't know why they changed it to where we can't drill down anymore. But when you select these to write off, this is one of the changes that they made. Now, when I write off and normally what you would choose is a bad debt expense account or something, but we don't have one set up in the sample company and I'm not going to take the time to add a new account. So I'm just going to write them off to miscellaneous. Normally, you would not write it off to miscellaneous expense account. I'm just saving time. I'm going to go ahead and write it off to that. And you'll notice here it says four out of the six invoices have been written off. That's one of the changes that's made that's actually good. If there are sales taxes involved now, it won't write them off all right so it won't write off those that have sales taxes involved because you actually need to adjust the sales taxes so what do you do for those like i mentioned you need to do a credit memo because the other thing is if they're from a prior closed period you don't want to use this tool anyway because you want to control the date of the write-off. So you want to do a credit memo. So what you'll want to do is go find this invoice. So what you can do is like duplicate this tab. So duplicate and you could come out here. Let's just go to this tab while it's doing that. You can come out here and there's several different ways that you can do this. Let's go under sales and let's just look at all sales. And let's go to like, let's say our overdue invoices, let's find one of these and let me move my thing here. Let's scroll down over here. Um, Let's look at invoice. Let's see invoice numbers. I'm going to look by dollar amount, actually try to find one that has sales tax on it that none of these do. Look, they're all even dollar amounts. But let's say this one here had. sales tax on it. I would want to go out and look at this invoice and see the sales tax from here. Once I look at the invoice and I determine the amount of sales tax involved, then I want to do a credit memo on that invoice. So you want to pull up the invoice to find the sales tax on it and then do a credit memo from that. So you actually need to go in and look at the amount of the sales tax involved to do the invoice. That's why you need to drill down on it. So it would be nice to be able to from this window to be able to right click on that tab on that invoice to drill down into it to pull that up. Does that make sense? OK, um, so you want to be able to right click on it because if you right click on something, you can open it in a new window. So, for example, if you right click on a link, you can open that in a new window so that you can write it off. Does that make sense? So. On the write-off invoices, send them feedback that we want to be able to double-click on the invoice to open it in a new tab. Okay, so send them feedback on that that we want to be able to do that. Does that make sense? And Shirley's asking, is this available in desktop? Yes, there is a write-off invoices tool in desktop, but I'm not current with how that write-off invoices tool works in desktop because I have not used it in years. So maybe somebody else can help you with that in the chat. Andrew, have you used that in desktop? I haven't. Andrew you, is put, posting some resources out there. Oh, he posted the link. Um, no, I wouldn't
0: know how to do that in desktop. I, I'm kind of relearning and I have one client that uses it. And um, honestly, okay. once you're used to online, desktop to me is
1: a pain, but no. I, <laughs> I agree. I desktop is clunky. Somebody else wanted to know the right click to open in a new window. So let's say I wanted to open this in a new window. If I wanted to open something in a new window, if you right click on it, then you can click open this link in a new window. See where it says open in a new window? Right click, open it in a new window. Or you can also click the scroll button on your mouse and it will open it in a new window. Okay, so right click on something and it's not working down here or I'm not right clicking on it. Very good. Right click. Yeah, it's not working down in there on an invoice. It thinks I'm left clicking on it. But on a link, usually like over here on a window, if you right click on it, open that link in a new window and that will open it in a new window for you. OK. All right. So that was the write off invoices that we were talking about. Um, and then let's just go ahead and talk about um, reclassify transactions while we're in here. So the reclassified transactions tool, let me though, before I do that, because this is one of the things I wanted to share with you, um, under, um, I am in the sample company, I was gonna turn on, under the accountant settings, one of the things that I wanted to make sure that you're aware of, um, under the gear, under the accountant settings, you can go under advanced, make sure I click on advanced, you can come down here and turn on, Your classes and locations and those you can reclassify in the reclassified transactions. So under the accountant's tools, oops, accountant's tools, reclassified transactions. All right. So under reclassified transactions, this is the coolest thing. And I hope you all have been using this. Hopefully you all are aware of this. and You've been using this um, because it is just the greatest thing since sliced bread. I just absolutely love reclassified transactions. You come down here and you're reviewing transactions, looking for things that are posted to the wrong account. Let's say, for example, these fuel expenses. Okay, there's only two of them here. Let's say I'm reviewing this. Yes, everybody's saying this is wonderful. Isn't it though? So you review transactions looking for things that are posted to the wrong account. And it could be things that are posted to the wrong account. It could also be things that are um, have the wrong class. So notice if you have class and location turned on, it could be things that are posted to the wrong class or the wrong location. Or you got a client that decided to start using classes and location. And now you want to start assigning a class and location so you can select things and then you can assign a class or a location so you can search for specific transaction types that you're looking for. You can um, look for a certain customer or a certain vendor. You can search for a certain time frame. Let me actually look for um, I didn't do that, did I I should look for um, let's look for like last year today, although this. Sample company usually only has a few months in it. Whoops. So let's do Y for beginning of the year. Oh, this thing doesn't work like that. Let's do January 1st through T for today. You guys know the date shortcuts, correct? Let's do find transactions. So you can change your dates. You remember the date shortcuts, right? Y for beginning of the year, R end of the year, T for today. So anyway, you could scroll through here and look for things that you're you're wanting to change. So you select the transactions that you want to reclassify. You can filter up here for things if you're looking for specific transaction types, a specific class, specific location, certain customer or vendor for things that you can modify. You know, do you want to modify the class, the accounts? What is it you're looking for? I'm just going to choose these two, the first two here on fuel. And let's say I want to reclassify. Let's change the class to um, I was going to try to show you over here. So if we're looking, if we're going to be changing fuel, let's go down here. So automobile right now, if you can look, automobile is almost one hundred and fourteen dollars. OK, so automobile is one hundred and fourteen. Fuel is almost three fifty. Rounding off. okay. so I'm going to reclassify to automobile. All right. And I can change the class to I don't have any classes set up. Let's add a new class for uh, residential. Whoops. Residential. If I could spell right. So let's have a class and let's have a location for north. Let's say we got north. Oops. North. Save. All right, so I can assign classes and locations because I didn't have any. When I go ahead and click save, now you'll notice it, uh, it increased my automobile and my fuel. Okay. All right. Somebody wanted to know the letters for the date hacks. Andrew, do you know those? We can type them in for them. Basically, what you do is you spell out the word month, year, today, like month. The beginning of the month is M. End of the month is H, year, beginning of the year is Y, end of the year is R. So what would today be? T for today. And then plus and minus for forward. If you want to go forward in date, you do T. See, like plus, I would do a plus sign goes forward, minus sign goes backwards. And then T is today. That works in desktop and um online anyway back to this so this will change those for you in bulk okay so you can go change them and find them so here's the ones that i changed so if i wanted to change them back i can select those two again reclassify i can change it back to fuel um select them apply boom it's going to move them back to where they went and now i'm back to the same totals i had before now the other question that comes up all the time is um how does that look on the audit log? Well, if you go into your audit log out here and you look on your audit log, and this is where I just love the audit log in QBO. So if you go look on your audit log and you pull this up and you look at where you edit it, it will show you that and you can compare. And this is what I love show the changes only. It will show you what it was before it went to automobile and what it is after. So it will show you exactly what it was before and after. Okay. So you can see on the audit log, it's tracking what your changes were in that reclassified transactions tool. Okay. How cool is that? Pretty awesome, right? Yay. Okay. Somebody said they never knew about the date shortcut keys. Yay. So you learned something new today. Somebody said you can't add vendor names. No, you cannot add vendor names, but you can go to books review and add transactions with pay without payees. Yes, Andrew, that's a very good point. We are going to get to trans to the books review next. So, Andrew was talking about books review. Thank you, Andrew. Now, oh, somebody didn't know about the changes only. That's a good point in the audit log. Let's go back to that. So in the audit log, because I did go through that fast. So in the audit log, let's go to this one. If you click view, because I went through it quickly under the audit log view, if I want to look at something, I can click on it and it'll show you what these changes were. I can click compare. And it's going to show you all of this and you can scroll through this, but there, whoops, let me get on the right screen with my mouse. There's a lot of this, right? So there's a lot of activity. If you click show the changes only on the left, it's what it was before. And on the right, it's what it is after. So you can see what they they changed it from and to. And this is great. That way you can see what things were before and after. Okay. Um, So now here's where I was telling you, though, you there's certain things with the reclassified transactions that you can't change, such as an item. So if you try to go in and say change an invoice from a product or a service item, you can't change those items to change items. You have to go into your products and services list and you have to change an item. Now, when you're changing your items, I did click on that, didn't I? How come it didn't come up? Hello. Click. Why is it not coming up? Shh, not you. There we go. It just didn't want to respond there for a minute. So let's say I want to go into this design item here. Let me go into a two-sided item. There's inventory. I don't see any of these that are two-sided. Let's just make one two-sided. Let's make design a two-sided or double-sided item. So down here, see under purchasing information, if you check the box and um, let me scroll down, you check the box, it says, I also purchased this. So let's say I wanna assign it to the purchases account or maybe I wanna assign this to, let's see if we have a subcontractors. Um, let's see, uh, what am I thinking here? Um, sub, no, I don't have a subcontractors. How about labor? There we go. Let's call it like installation labor just for fun. So once I've assigned that to an account, then if I want to change that account. So let's say I decide that that's assigned to the wrong account. Let's go find something. Let's say I want to make it. I'm just going to put it to cost of goods sold. Once you change an account here. So I can't change it in my reclassified transactions tool, but let's say it's it's been down in the expenses and I want to be part of my cost of goods sold and maybe I have a, a labor account or a subcontractor's account up in cost of goods sold. Notice you get this box. You don't see that box until you change the account. When it was on the, the original account, I didn't see it. Once I've changed that account, even before I save it, you see this box. Also up, update this account in historical transactions. However, It doesn't say only for this year. It doesn't say as of January 1st of this year. It says update this account in historical transactions. It'll update all historical transactions. So it will do it. Just be careful, okay? I wish it would allow you to pick a date to update from. I agree with you, Sylvie. I agree with you totally. So what do we do when we went into it to change something? Bam. Feedback. OK. Send feedback to Intuit. OK. We need to let Intuit No, we would like them to change that. Right. Yes. Right. Andrew, do you agree? Should we get them to change that?
0: <laughs> I think so. I'm answering a question. But
1: oh, OK. Um, doesn't it do that on payroll, Andrew? If you change payroll items, doesn't it ask as of what date? Do you remember?
0: Change payroll items. Payroll's a pain.
1: I know. Um, and I don't remember. Yeah. Desktop used to ask you that question. That's what I thought. I think it was desktop payroll items used to ask you that. Yeah, I think it used to do that. Yes. Julie says it does. I thought it did. See, that's a question Dan would remember because he remembers desktop stuff. He still uses desktop, but I think it was desktop payroll that did that. OK, Nancy says desktop all items used to ask you. Thank you. Okay. Now, Andrew had mentioned books review. Okay. So now books review is something that I wanted to share with you. Now, look, I wanted to point this out to you. I am in the sample company. When I go up to Account Tools, notice this. I don't see books review, right? I don't see much over here in the sample company, do I? And also when I come over here, notice I don't see books review, right? So what I'm going to show you, don't get all excited that you don't see it in the sample company. I'm sorry. It's not in the sample company. OK, Um, so just keep that in mind. All right. Now I should have. I do. OK, so I have here a practice company that we have created. It's a it's a sample company that we have created ourselves that does have books review in it. OK, so this is one that that. Us trainers, Erin Walsh-Dyer, actually, this is one of hers that she and I kind of she lets me use her sample company. So we we share this one together. Um, there is what we have books review. I don't know if you all have used this or not. It's amazing. I absolutely love this. Um, just let me check this one question here. Um, somebody says, will you give the link for the advanced training that I referenced at the top of the webinar? If you are a pro advisor, which I highly recommend that you join the pro advisor. ProAdvisor.Intuit.com. It is free to join the ProAdvisor program. Once you join the ProAdvisor program, they have basic QuickBooks Online training and they have advanced QuickBooks Online training. All the training is free for ProAdvisors and in the advanced training, it's the period in training and I believe it's module eight in the, the QuickBooks advanced training. Um, They don't call it advanced certification training. They just call it advanced training now. It's module eight, period, end training. And you can go in there and take that training. And this is covered in that. So under books review, and it's up here, it used to be right here. And I'm not seeing it right now. So I'm not sure why it's not showing up today. But it usually used to. I don't know. Maybe I'm just going crazy. Anyway, books review right here change your dates like I'm gonna show last year because I'm doing a last year cleanup let's say and I'm gonna click apply but you could be cleaning up throughout the year so you could be doing the first quarter you could be doing you know the first six months or whatever so when you change it to this year here's one thing I'm going to point out to you notice this setup if you have it on monthly you don't see setup when I change it to cleanup, i see setup so that's one thing i want to make sure to point out to you so you have your company setup. set up, set up blah, 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 i can't speak company setup settings you'll see the industry and the entity and the subscriptions and what they have any apps that they have signed up with um and all that so you can see their settings um you can see that run the financial statements from here you can um, see their opening balances and then you can see if you need to adjust anything here so that's kind of handy Um, to kind of see right there at a glance what the opening balances are, any potential account issues, like if you have any disconnected bank feeds right there, accounts that don't have any activity for the last 90 days. That's kind of helpful. Um, Thank you, Andrew, for saying it's not under accountant tools. Um, It used to be there under accountant's tools. So. I don't know what happened. They must have moved it again, which, as you know, into into or into it moves things around frequently. So left nav bar, um, and then down here you have some additional items that you can add to your own checklist. So if you wanted to add things down there, you can just add on your own checklist down there if there's things that you wanted to add. So all that's part of your setup. Whoops, let me get that little thing down there. Um, so all that's part of the setup that you have. Okay, so that's the initial. Setup tab. Then this is my favorite one, the transactions review. Let me get this back over. So the transactions review, first of all, it's telling you to make sure you've done all the downloaded transactions that you've added or matched all of your downloaded transactions. Then this is great. Any uncategorized transactions. These are downloaded transactions that they didn't add or match and assign an account to. Okay, so these are things that they that downloaded and they just added and it went as an uncategorized expense, uncategorized income or uncategorized assets. So things that were uncategorized. So you can go in, investigate and fix those things. As somebody mentioned earlier, I think Andrew has mentioned transactions without a payee. So you could go in here and say, you know, oh, you know, this was Lowe's because you can see in the downloaded um description from the bank this says Lowe's so you could go in here and add the payee whoops if I could get my hands on the right part of the keyboard here I could go ahead and put this in as Lowe's and um, add that in there and save that put all that detail if, in there if I wanted to I'm not going to do that I'm just going to leave it blank so yeah let's just skip it but you could go in here and add that in there if you wanted to let's go ahead and click save and close Leave it. Leave it in there. So you could go in there and clean up those transactions without payees. Now on the undeposited funds, this is where to clean this up. There's different ways that you can do it. If you just had one or two of these, I could go in here into this in undeposited funds, and a bunch of these are are um, individual ones. I could go in there and clean these up individually if I wanted to by Doing them one at a time here. Let me let me do this. Let me right click duplicate because I don't want to lose my tab out there. There's different ways that you can do these. And let me go in and let's close one of these. Whoopsie. OK, I can go out and do a bank deposit. And I can select a bunch of these individually. What you're going to want to do is usually go in and and group them depending on how many there are group them either by month or by year like when andrew was doing this we had so many of them we were i think doing them like trying to do them by month um but there were so many he was just selecting like 150 or 200 at a time trying to group them and make the deposits but what you do is you go through and you group a lot of them at once and you see how much that total is right here, first of all, you have to investigate because what happens with undeposited funds when they're not doing it correctly is they usually they go ahead and they make the, receive the payment and it goes into undeposited funds, but then the, the download comes through and they go ahead and add that deposit into the checking account. So it's still sitting in undeposited funds and they added the deposit into income So they've overstated their income because income was recognized on the invoice. And then they also had income when they added the deposit. So income is overstated and undeposited funds is overstated. The only way to fix undeposited funds is to clear it out of there. Otherwise, every time you go to make a bank deposit, it's gonna show up in here. You cannot fix it with a journal entry, right? So those of you that have tried this before, you know you can't do a journal entry to get it out of here. You have to come in and select them to make the deposit to get it out of there. So you have to do the research to figure out what income account they hit. You figure out which income account it was. And then down here, you figure out, like, was it sales of product income or food sales or whatever it was? You select those, um, dep- those deposits and then you come down here and under amount, you're going to enter the negative amount. Whoops. Let me get to amount. Enter the amount as a negative 37, 39.70. So your deposit is actually a negative. And your, I'm sorry, your depositive actually nets to a zero. Okay, so this will not affect the checking account balance because your checking account balance is usually okay. So the way you fix that is you go in and you make the deposit by selecting those undeposited funds, and then you enter the negative, the negative amount to that income account so that your net deposit is zero. Does that make sense? Again, this is covered in that module eight, save and close. So the, this this tool under the under, uh, under the um, books review. Oh dang it! It went to it went back to the current period. All right, this tool will help you identify all of the things that are sitting out here. And you saw there was like there's now twenty nine of them sitting out here. This helps you identify them, but it doesn't actually help you fix them. You need to go into that deposits window to fix them and get them out of there. Does that make sense? Again, that's covered in that um, module eight, but that's how you need to get those out of there. Unapplied payments. What these are is these are payments where they received a payment, but it's not applied to an invoice. So what you need to do here, go ahead and click on that payment and find that invoice that this was applied to, so that there needs to be applied to. So this is 9,092.20. And right here, you can see here's the invoice. So for whatever reason, it wasn't applied to that invoice. All you have to do is select that invoice to apply it to, click save and close, and that will link that. And it's saying double check your transaction date. That's OK. It's cleaning that up for me. And now instead of three of three of those transactions, we've cleaned it up and there's only two of those left to clean up for you. So this is helping me clean up a lot of those. OK, so it's going to help me clean up these. And then this is nice where you can add your own to do's down here. If there's any other to do's, um, you know, you might say, um, you know, reconcile. Um, employee, oops, if I could type employee advances, you know, you may, whatever it is, and you can actually put a link out there. If you have a link to something that you need to do or something, you can put some of your own details out there and your own to do's on things that need to be done. So I absolutely love this books review. Oops, I should have done reconcile employee advances under the account reconciliation tab. But this is where Intuit did some, oh, I forgot to show you this. Under the transaction review, let's say, for example, on these um, uncategorized transactions or, or trans these payee transactions without a payee, let's say I have some of them here where I don't know what it is. Let's select a couple of them. I could ask the client, I could bulk add a payee, which Andrew was saying that, where you could bulk add a payee if it's the same one for three or four of them. But if I don't know what it is, watch this, I can create client requests. Ask the client, oops, it says I've already asked my client, but that's okay, I'm gonna ignore that. Oops, it won't let me. Oh, it's smarter than I am. Here's what we're gonna do, watch this. Client request. view all the requests, I'm going to go delete it. Questions about payees. Let's go delete it. Can I delete this? Yes. Oops, delete it. Yay. Okay, now let's go do it. I hate it when QuickBooks is smarter than me. Don't you? (laughs) All right, let's try that again. Let's do a couple of these. Okay, ask the client. Oh, now it'll let me. There we go. All right, questions about the payees. Give them a due date. I need to know who you paid. And then look, it's going to attach these down there for the client, giving them a checklist. Is this not great? You don't have to go to Excel, type these out, attach that to an email, and then watch your email coming back from the client. And then you'll see where it says that the client's going to get access or get a notification either to their email or their phone number, whichever one they've, they've set as their preference. It's going to send that to the client with the details of what you need to know. Um, all within QuickBooks here. Is that not really great? Is, I just think this is awesome, don't you? Um, so I love the client requests. And That's right up there. And there's also a shortcut for client requests right here under the accountant tools. So I love that aspect of the client tools right there. Then we also have this um, account reconciliation right here, which is you know for your your um, bank accounts, credit cards. But keep in mind you can reconcile almost every balance sheet account. So if you've got employee advances, if you've got client retainers, Um, Other accounts, you should be reconciling almost all of your balance sheet accounts, Um, so you should be reconciling those other accounts as well, Um, so you go through there and reconcile all those accounts as well, and again, you can put any other items down there, then you also have final review for um, your old AR and AP to write off and clean up those as well, and then reports down there at the bottom. So, I just love this books review. And then your final wrap up is your final reports. Um, So, you can send your report package to the client and then as a reminder to close your books. So, I just love this. I hope you all are using that and I hope you love that too. Um, So, Andrew's answering lots of great questions for you guys. So, I hope that was helpful to see that books review and I hope you guys are using that. Um, What do you guys like most? Um, Andrew, you've got. You've got control there, so do you guys want to go or do you want to go ahead and do that? Uh, Launch that poll question, Andrew.
0: Yes. Okay, launch.
1: All right, Andrew, what are some of the questions and stuff that you've been answering and sharing with people?
0: Um, Well, I've got a few that I haven't answered yet. So somebody was asking at the very beginning for the advanced training link that you referenced
1: um, I, I kind of mentioned that. Um, I can um, show them that too. Um, if you have not joined the Proadvisor program already, join that proadvisor I'll just type it in here HTTP colon proadvisor dot, whoops, dot um, once you join the ProAdvisor program. Oh, don't I look cute as Dan? ProAdvisor.Intuit.com. Once you join the ProAdvisor program.Intuit.com, there's um, the QuickBooks Online Training. Then there's the QuickBooks Online Advanced Training. In the Advanced Training, I believe it's Module 8, which is um, period end, I don't know, period end tasks to clean up, something like that. Period end. It's in the period end module eight. Um, under accountant. Let me go to accountant. I think you guys are still seeing my screen here. Under accountant pro advisor training. In here, you can see. Did you ta intro to QBO, QBO advanced. There it is. QBO advanced training. Learn more. Nine modules. Okay, here you go. Advanced features, inventory, end of period activities. That's what it's called right there. So under the advanced training, end of period activities is what it is called. And this is basically it covers everything we're covering here, but even more. And you can, um, what I encourage you to do, though, is actually, let me put this list for you, too, is HTTP colon QB training. Oops, I cannot type. Trainingevents.com. Watch for an upcoming webinar and or VCon, virtual conference. Okay. VCon uh, webinar or virtual conference. Watch for one of those upcoming because that's where you're going to be able to um, listen to it live as well as download the um, supplemental guides, which are awesome resources. um, And you'll want to save those forever and ever. Okay. All right. Let me go ahead. Andrew, did we close that poll? What were the results?
0: Yeah. Here's the results.
1: Okay. What were your top three favorites? Okay. Uncategorized, the undeposited. Trans Oh, you guys like most all of them. I'm surprised client requests when higher up on the list. All right, very good. Thank you all. Okay, let's go ahead and go back to our slides. If I can pull those back up here. All right, let's go ahead and go back to the slides real quickly. Um, OK, so as a reminder, you need to do those 1099s at year ends. Um, remember that not every payment is included. Um, you want to make sure that you're pay- paying attention to those codes. And I know they've changed the rules um, on like cash, uh, cash app and Venmo um, and that those payments, some of those payments are going to be um reported this year whereas they were not last year i'm not sure how they're doing that or exactly how what those rules are this year um on some of that stuff um andrew have you paid attention to any of that this year or not
0: Um, do you know anything about that 1099 stuff not a whole lot other than what we hear in the news
1: yeah i don't know either i don't know what happened to my video on this either do you I don't know. Anyway, it's okay. Um okay, so anyway, just remember that not everything is going to be included on um those 1099s, okay? Um but there is that 1099 wizard within QBO um that helps you to do your 1099s um right from within QBO, so just pay attention um to those. There is also that prep for taxes tool out there within QBO that allows you to go through um if you're using um ProConnect Tax Online, it's going to allow you to send everything out to um, ProConnect Tax Online directly from QBO. I'm just going to go ahead and show you one more thing um, on that ProConnect Tax Online. Um, whoops. Have you all been using um, ProConnect Tax Online? Oops, let me go back to this. Let's go to Walsh's I- Irish Pub. Um, has anybody used ProConnect Tax Online? because if you don't want one, one of the things i wanted to show you about that under the prep for taxes is if you use proconnect tax online everything from qbo will go directly into proconnect tax online but one of the things that i think is really cool is so within prep for taxes and it's under your your accountant tools okay so within the accounted tools why is this Doing funny. There we go. Prep for taxes. You go through here and you do your year end tasks and you can keep your documents. And one of the things that's really cool is you can do your groupings and everything out here for your groupings and statements where you can group like cash and cash equivalents all together um, and things like that. So like you can put you can put your cash and your savings account and undeposited funds and all those, you can group them together. You can see here, I've done that to where you have several different things together in cash and cash equivalents. Um, so you can do groupings and statements and all those things together. Um, and then you also have um, like your adjusted trial balance and everything that you can put all that together. You do your tax mappings and everything, and you can send it all over into ProConnect tax online. So you can do your tax return from here. But if you're not using ProConnect Tax Online, you can also export this to a CSV file. So if you're using LACERT or, Pro, or um, uh, what's the other one? LACERT or, what's that other one, Andrew, that Intuit has, LACERT or any of the other ones, you can then import it, ProSeries, thank you. <laughs> That's my CRS that I have, can't remember, Stuff. Uh, if you're using Lucert or Pro Series or other things, you could then import it into that one. But the other thing that I think is super cool is you can download to a zip file, and it will download these um, the the tax mappings and those groupings and statements for you. It will download that as a zip file for you. So I think that's pretty cool um, that you can do that um, as well. So Andrew, do you have anything and? Any um, comments or questions that people were asking or anything that you're wanting to add?
0: Yes, I think we've got a few out there. Um, so Jan asked, when will 1099s open for this year? And that she usually starts in October for her desktop clients.
1: And that I'm not sure. It's It's probably later this fall as well.
0: Okay, and then from a while ago I got a couple, I don't know if we ever answered. Somebody asked for payroll, how do you add classes in payroll? I don't I don't know
1: if we can do that. Can Unfortunately, you? yeah, classes for payroll does not work. Um it, it, at least it didn't used to unless that's something new. I just don't think classes work for payroll.
0: Um and then somebody asked if the chat would be available to look at later.
1: If you click on the little three dots down at the bottom of chat, you see where you it says like to everyone or somebody and See the little three dots over to the far right next to like the happy face. Click on that and you should be able to like click save chat. Do you see where you can save the chat? I think you can save the chat or copy and paste and save it to Word doc. Okay, if you can't save it, copy and paste to a Word doc. Okay, everybody says they don't have the three dots and somebody else says it doesn't copy and paste. Okay, well, I copy and pasted it. If you really want it, send me an email. (laughs) I can save it, copy and paste if you really need it. Okay, I, I did see Andrew had lots of great long answers there, so I think Andrew was busy. Okay. Somebody else says snip tool to copy and paste a word. Okay. Any other great questions or comments in there? Anything uh, else?
0: Somebody asked, if you set up a closing password for prior years, would that make a difference in terms of updating historical transactions? Like, will that kick back and not change those if you've got a password?
1: No. Because, and the reason for that is... Because if you're using the reclassified transactions tool, it thinks, you know, you're the accountant user, you know what you're doing. Um, now, if I remember right, when you're doing it, it may ask you if you're doing it on changing the uh, in the um, product or services list. I can't remember if it asks you there or not. Um, Sharon says that the closing date fails on the reclassified tool changes. No warning on the reclassified tool changes because that's an accountant tool. It knows that we're an accountant user and we are cleaning up usually, you know, previous year things. So it does let us do that. Okay. so on the on the reclassified tool changes, it is letting us do that because we're an accountant user and we are cleaning up last year usually, so it it does do that, okay? All right, other questions, comments? Um, Here are the resources, Um, we got QR codes, there's your certification training that we were talking about, Um, and then here's the school of bookkeeping training um, that they have as well, so we've got some QR codes, you can get your phone out You don't have to worry about those URL codes that I typed in there. Dan is up with the latest technology and he's put some QR codes out there for us. So you've got those. You can just scan those codes and do that. So what is your favorite accountant tool out here? Andrew, I took back control, so I'll launch this one. Which is your favorite um, accountant tool that we talked about today? Out of all these, which one is your favorite? And I will tell you, I am very partial to reclassify transactions because I was on the accountant posse way, way back in 2009. And I was part of the team that told the engineers and developers what we wanted and they developed that, the product developers. We were telling them what we wanted and they created it and developed it. And so I, of course, think that's the best thing ever. So, I always pick that one. Kim says reclassified transactions make me look good, all my clients. Yes, it does. But see, that's where we want to be value pricing because we could go in and clean things up way faster. Remember the old days when we had to change it, save and close, double click, save, change it, account, save and close. All right, go ahead and do that one. Mara wants to know what's my email address? <laughs> Michelle with two L's at longforsuccess.com. Michelle with two L's at longforsuccess.com. And as a reminder, don't forget to sign up for QB Connect if you all aren't going. That's early in December, December 7th through 9th in Las Vegas. We would love to see you at QuickBooks Connect. It's going to be live in person in Las Vegas. Elizabeth's going. Yay! I would love to see you guys there. I am going. Andrew, I don't think you're going this year, um, but would love to see you guys there. Um, So love to have you guys join us. Elizabeth's first. Great. Nancy, I'm glad to see you again this year. Roberta's going. Uh Uh-oh, Julie's not allowed in Las Vegas. That sounds like a story we need to hear. (laughs) All right. Somebody wants to know if it's available virtually. I don't know since it is going to be live. All right. Um, So here, don't forget, our next one is what is new in desktop for 2023. Dan will be leading that one um, because I am not up to speed on what is new in desktop for 2023. I imagine I will be uh, doing some brushing up over between now and then, um, but join us for that as well as working with spreadsheets and QBO for the one November tw- or September 27th. Love to see you there. Andrew, thank you for volunteering to join today. We're very glad to have you on your first QB Power Hour webinar. We're very glad to have you joining us. Thank you all um, for joining me today. And Andrew, it was wonderful to have you on here. So thank you guys. Uh, for joining us and I hope you guys all have a great day. Thanks everybody. Bye Andrew. Bye everybody.
0: Bye everyone. We hope you enjoyed listening to the QB Power Hour podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to ask them in our Facebook group. You can find those resources and much more at qbpowerhour.com.